0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. We're back, baby, back with another juicy episode, one that is sure to make you feel that special type of way. This also might be the first time we recorded an episode on a holiday, so happy Valentine's Day to all you lovebirds out there. I'm pleased to welcome Brett Jones to the show. You might remember him as the lead guitarist of the Michigan-based pop-punk band Fireworks. Not only were they strongly pigeonholed as a pop-punk band for many years, but they successfully branched out into many different genres and territories that most bands in the scene still can't quite accomplish. This is one of my favorite bands from growing up as well, so this was a very special episode for me. If you like what you hear on this one, be sure to go check out the episode I did with Fireworks bassist Kyle O'Neill. Also be on the lookout for Brett's new music project, Super Gloom, which will be dropping straight banger tunes in the next couple weeks. Without further ado, grab your arrows, Head to the bonfire by the Legion Hall and let's talk fireworks, baby. So sit back, and relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to
1: Karen's Petty Talk Show. Sit back, and relax, and enjoy the show.
0: Welcome to Karen's Petty Talk Show. What's up, dude? How
2: you doing? Uh, you know, not very well, but I'm having a good time.
0: Ah, oh, so. what happened? Who hurt you?
2: No, I'm just joking. I'm good. How you doing, bro?
0: <laughs> Thanks for coming here. This is awesome. Yeah, man. So, since the band has been on vacation the last seven years and even <laughs> pre hiatus, you've been living your life out here in LA. How have you been enjoying living here?
2: Yeah, it's good, man. I've been, my me and my wife started dating almost 13 years ago, and then she moved out here like six months later. So, I was I out it. here basically since then, but I count moving here from like, when we got our apartment, which mm. is almost tw- 12 years ago. Shit. Wow. So it's, I, you know, it's home.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what some people might not know is that you actually cut here, here in uh, Los Angeles and you actually cut my hair, which is sort of how we met. Yeah. Uh, do you have any like weird or funny cutting stories?
2: Yeah, but I can't just pull them out of my ass. Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> has,
0: has anybody ever been like a dick to you?
2: Oh yeah. Just, we, like... just weird shit. Like it's, <laughs> it's a lot of times it's like mom's, like running their hands through the kid's hair while you're like at scissors and just like stupid shit like that. Oh
0: man, but, nobody's ever been like, "Damn, you butchered my fucking hair."
2: There's been it's more like a miscommunication. Like I'm pretty yeah. confident in my work. Yeah. And, like sometimes it's like the people who don't, they kind of come off as like not giving a fuck about yeah. what's going on, but they're doing that in defense of like the fact that yeah. they really give a fuck and they're they're like self conscious about that, and then you like figure that out real quick. So now I'm just really when if I pick up on that, yeah, I'm like, okay, we're looking at a picture, you know, I make sure I know what's going on, but
0: or if they like let you roll with it and then at the very end they start to complain, like once you're done,
2: yeah, yeah, definitely get some, some freaks that's but annoying, <laughs> they weed themselves out.
0: So, your wife's a stylist too, right?
2: Yeah, she does most, yeah, she does women's hair. For-
0: Is that how you got she into it, or who was into it first?
2: She, yeah, she, she was into it first. Okay. Um, I've always been kind of like messing around with there but I've only been doing it professionally for like six years. Mm-hmm.
0: And I know you uh drove for Uber and Lyft at one point during the oh, latter part yeah. of fireworks. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Did you have any other like funny side jobs while you weren't on the road?
2: I was constantly doing weird shit, man, trimming weed. Really? Uh crowing mushrooms, really? m- mailing <laughs> illicit substances back and forth. Um yeah, man where uh, I was like a loader I've done like every job that's how that's that's what kind of how I got into hair too it's just so much yeah it was like three months of touring and then you got like three weeks off and you made no money and so mm-hmm. you' got to like figure out how to like make rent and, and just it's, hustle yeah
0: yeah that's crazy have you ever done mushrooms? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> that was the best yeah. reaction. Uh, <laughs> my roommate, Josh, just did it like a couple weeks ago. We went on this hike and I think he did it like one time before, but it was really weird. He was just kind of like laying on a rock and we were just, we had to like wait for him for like a, good, a couple hours. Was it good? I have a good time. How was it, Josh? You can come talk. Come here. It was, it was amazing. Right. How was your experience? Um, it was awesome. I sat on a rock and for quite a while and I felt like I could have sat there for hours, but I knew that you wanted to leave. And I knew that Sterling probably didn't want to do that either. So I was like, we should probably leave now. And then we went to Chinatown. Oh yeah, that's right. We went to Little Tokyo. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> you ever been there? It's pretty fun. Little Tokyo. Oh, good. Yeah. Good food. Oh yeah. So uh, you're actually like incredibly invested into fishing as a hobby nowadays. Like what got you into that?
2: I've always been fishing, man. Really? Growing up in Michigan, it's just you turn like 10, it's like, well, do you hunt or do you mm-hmm. fish?
0: What's the lake there? Lake Huron?
2: Oh, uh, or- it's all the Great Lakes. We're we're next, well, we're next to Lake St. Clair, which is part of the Great Lakes chain. Mm-hmm. Uh Detroit. So north of us is Huron, south of us is Erie, and then that's mm-hmm. and then St. Clair River connects to Lake St. Clair, which mm-hmm. turns into Detroit River, which turns yeah. into Erie.
0: Yeah, we have Lake Erie back in Buffalo. That's the one we got.
2: Yeah, so you're on the so Erie's. We get the other end of Erie by us. Okay, interesting. So Erie's only like forty minutes from mm-hmm. us, but we fish all the little ponds and lakes.
0: Mm-hmm. So you've been putting out this new solo music recently under the name Supergloom, or you're about to put it out. Yeah. And the EP is called Penance One. Yeah. When does that come out?
2: Uh, the first song comes out the twenty third, and then two weeks after that, and then three weeks after that. I think that's the order.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Ky- Kyle literally just texted me. Yeah, I'm not gonna respond right now, but that's yeah. fine. Um, so you, you said like each couple weeks there's gonna be like a new track coming out.
2: Yeah,
0: Okay, I really like the sound of it so far. Like the synth that comes through on like American Jesus is super cool and very punchy. Thanks, man. So where'd you get like the inspiration behind all that music?
2: Um, you know, I'm always writing music, uh, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of recording my own stuff. I've never worked with like a real like a like. Real sounds like an asshole, <laughs> but like a producer, yeah, of course. like really produce my shit. I'm kind of a control freak, so to keep it independent, um, yeah. But I've been, it's actually one of my because we on a boat and one of my boat partners, he's mm-hmm. a producer, John Joseph, mm-hmm. not of Chromex fame. <laughs> um, we never worked together before that we worked together with this, and uh, yeah, it worked out really good. So he's a synth and bass mm-hmm. and then produces it, records it, mm-hmm. and then we just hire a drummer in and. I, I do everything else and he lets me be a control freak. It's did, good.
0: Did you have any like main influences behind like the sound of it or just kind of just a hodgepodge of everything it's you like? It's just
2: a hodgepodge, man. I mean, That's cool. big huge influence would be Dave Bazan. Mm-hmm. a lot of that.
0: Did you ever hear of so, like Elvis depressedly?
2: Yeah. Elvis was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I was actually thinking of that when I was listening to it, but you're like, obviously like a lot heavier than that. That's but.
2: cool. I'd never been compared to him, but I, yeah, do the rules. it
0: just made me think of that. Um, that's cool. You know about him?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think he recorded all this shit on like an iPhone or something. Really? Yeah, I think that was it's all lo-fi.
0: Yeah, I feel like he's not even doing music anymore, but he's pretty cool.
2: I met him once. He was cool.
0: Yeah, he's a young guy, right?
2: I think so. I briefly met him. We yeah, were out here, I was hanging out with Jeff Kazaza from Run for Cover. Oh yeah, and uh, we we're at his show.
0: I know you played a show in Michigan recently. How did that go?
2: It was good. Was I that think, for this? Yeah, Super gloom. It ended up being a super spreader event. Which is pretty cool. Super spreader from Superglow. That's right. Uh, I think it was the count got to like 13. Wait, from your show? Yeah. (laughs) Just just my friends that got COVID. That's incredible. Uh, But there was like 150 people there and maybe. Wow. 100 that i didn't know so i assumed the (laughs) council wow 13 They got covid
0: and was that your show or did you open for somebody i just opened okay it was um that's so sweet though
2: the bass player of that band the weird we are the union oh really yeah he his other band called city the city lines damn throwback (laughs) they're huge now yeah they're like massive now
0: yeah um so what or who got you into music
2: Oh, fuck. I've always been into music. You mm-hmm. mean like band influence wise or band
0: like, or like a family member? Or...
2: My family was never, I'm a freak in my family. Yeah, they're not. I was musical. always just attracted to music. Neither no, of my parents were like very no into it. Um, it's a Green Day, you know? Yeah. The band that was like, okay, I need to learn to play guitar and write songs.
0: For sure. Which album would that be?
2: Uh, Dookie.
0: Dookie. Yeah.
2: And then Nimrod. Shortly thereafter,
0: love Nimrod. So, I'm guessing you grew up a big fan of H2O because I heard that you would actually go to their shows as a youngster and would they'd end up actually bringing you on the road with them. Is that true?
2: Uh, yeah, they're good friends of mine. I, um, that's sick. I somehow got accepted into that (laughs) (laughs) uh family group punk rock familia when I was like 13. Mm -hmm. They took like a liking to to me and Chris, and then uh, was that just
0: because you guys went to a bunch of shows, or
2: the story goes
0: shouldn't tell that story basically <laughs> i
2: got called on stage because i was like singing along yeah to um i was singing along and i was 12 and they wanted to spite some other 12 year olds and at warp tour 99 to date me and they pulled me up because i was like singing along and i sang like the Freddie Madball ball part uh, <laughs> on like guilty bar and then oh my um, god Every time we'd come through, they would just see me. They'd be like, hold up, kid. And we'd like, you know, <laughs> add them like cassettes of shit we recorded in our basement. Yeah. And then, uh yeah, we played, I think we were like 14 when we first played with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Chris, the guitar player of Fireworks' old band. Yeah. Played with them uh, at like the, uh, not the show, the St. Andrews. Oh, yeah. Um, That's cool, like nest. <laughs>
3: yeah man
2: we we're like 14 and then yeah now they're just really good friends of mine toured with them i play guitar for them uh on a few tours and then i tech for them forever that's and,
0: crazy that's crazy that was like all pre-fireworks too
2: well i was like pre and then yeah i mean the when i play guitar so- i play guitar from it was before fireworks i was in high school still
0: yeah wow that was my first tour that's crazy um you guys wrote we are everywhere in the basement of twenty nine, twenty three monroe street what's the backstory on that place
2: it was, let's see. Um,
0: whose house was that?
2: It was a rental that Tim, the drummer, Justin Shonzik had. Uh, Justin is like a tour manager for a lot of big DJs now. He used to mm-hmm. TM like Newfound Glory and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. back in the day, he was just another weirdo mm-hmm. like us. And then there was like a revolving door uh, room there. And uh, yeah, it was just like the only rental. That anyone had <laughs> so we, it was just the practice space for like four bands
0: that's crazy from all
2: the people that lived there it was really tiny eh, no i mean not by la standards no <laughs> for for michigan yeah it's probably kind of tiny but.
0: yeah i looked it up recently to try to i was i was making like this little hint collage for the people on instagram and I found it on Google Maps, and I think I sent it to you, and you yeah. you confirmed that, that was oh, the right was house. It. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it took me back, man. I haven't thought about it in a while.
0: That's funny. I was gonna ask, do you, do you guys ever drive by that house when you're you're in town to reminisce? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, fuck the past. Some
2: weird memories. Well, wow, one time, <laughs> let's see, I think Tim was still living there, and we played with Wonder Years at this fucking weird little cafe thing. <laughs> And they did this weird thing where they like over, they did like a Spirit Airlines thing where they like oversold the show. but There were like two rooms, right? Like you would come in and it was like, no, nah, you're in the cafe. Yeah. So this is where the show is. They sold like, oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was called 150 tickets or something. Yeah. But they would only let like 100 people in. So it was like one in, one out. Of like the, the, and so everyone got, you know, we all got fucking pissed and we we're like, well, fuck yeah. this. And we like got off the money <laughs> back, distributed it to the kids, and then took the show to that house no way so long story short wonder Years play there before they were big back when we used to be bigger than them
0: <laughs> and that was before like 2009 oh yeah that was like super early yeah, then way before that album came out yeah um so your first tour was the Snacks accidents happens tour with set your goals in support of that ep was it everything you hoped for
2: there was actually one before that was there actually there was a few before that i think but that was yeah that was that was a big one. You know, funny, I was actually, I missed half that tour. And Justin K, the guy was just telling you about it, yeah, yeah. He, he filled in for me. I went to Australia. Oh, <laughs> damn. Um.
0: So not sure when this was, but you once met Johnny Knoxville in New York City. This has a hilarious backstory to it. Can you share that?
2: Uh, Yeah. Uh, we were, what is it, the <laughs> Rainbow Room or the Rainbow something? Rainbow Studios. Oh,
0: okay.
2: In New York. Wherever they film SNL. Yeah. And we were uh, we drove there for I think it was an H two O show, really. I think I don't remember. But we were in New York. It was like me, Kyle, and Chris. <laughs> we were just kind of like poking around. Went to like the Christmas tree or whatever. We just like walked up to what to us was like a random building. Yeah. And no, we I think we knew it was like an SNL was filmed there. We were trying to get in, and nothing. happening. Yeah. All of a sudden, this woman just opened the door and like walked by us, and then we just like caught the door and walked in. Wow. We were just kind of poking around. <laughs> And then this just group of people came and, like, it was, like, everyone from SNL. We're, like, holy shit. And it was, like, the whole cast and everyone was walking. And so we just folded into the group. We're, like, walking (laughs) like we belong. (laughs) And then it came out of whatever door. And we literally walked out with them on, like, the red carpet. And it was, like, after the show. Like, they literally were walking from filming the show to, like, Oh, so it was after they clap and everything? Yeah. (laughs) like so wow oh my but god it just magically timed out and we're just like standing there uh on the uh, They had it all roped off yeah <laughs> we were on the fucking wrong side <laughs> with the fucking cast and i forget we were just like fucking around being idiots and then um what's his name lauren whatever lauren michaels yeah I heard about that. Yeah. He, he was rude he re- to Chris. Well, yeah. He realized who, uh, that we didn't belong and then screamed at us. And then security kicked us out to the other side. But then, then Giant Axel thought it was fucking hilarious. And then, like, <laughs> I don't even remember all that. Kyle, Kyle would be a better uh, teller of that story. I was fucked up.
0: No, I heard yeah. you were like behind the ropes there, and you told Johnny Knoxville that there was this random girl next to you that she was your daughter and that she had cancer. And if oh, you can yeah. get like a picture with her, yeah, that checks with out. him. Yeah, I remember
3: that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that.
0: And you were like 18 at the time? Yeah, probably pretty 18. young. Yeah. yeah, that's funny as hell. Did you, did you like meet any other cool people over the years, like with the band?
2: Yeah, man, we met a bunch of weird people, especially in a uh, sound wave. Yeah, a strange man coming, just random people. You were just Get on head nod basis with you yeah, know? like. But
0: and I heard they're super cool at Soundwave. Like they like bring your gear back to the bus and everything.
2: Yeah, I mean it's That's stupid. sound Soundwave is sort of like how you uh, imagine touring to be when you're like twelve. Mm-hmm. It's like the unrealistic reality that you hope touring is. That's mm-hmm. what Soundwave. Well, it was. It's not even a thing anymore.
0: Yeah, they stopped doing it. That's so weird.
2: Yeah, I think AJ's in hiding. Oh, really? Yeah. He owes <laughs> a lot of people a lot of money.
0: That's usually how it happens. <laughs> um, I know Chris and Kyle photobombed Bill Clinton once.
2: Yeah. I what happened with I that? I actually don't know. I don't know the story. Of I that, know nothing about, about it. It's happened. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the picture. One time, our uh, our uh, manager at the time had asked us, he's like, you guys want to do any, like, have, have me, like, write or request anyone to do, like, uh, uh, like a guest. Uh, appearance on your record which we just thought was kind of like lame and funny and so chris and Kyle were like yeah like 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 ask bill clinton if we'll do a sax solo <laughs> and like a week later we just said it as a joke basically saying like what the fuck are you talking about yeah he sent back <laughs> it was like an official from bill clinton's people like it wasn't from bill clinton but it was like had like the the watermark and everything <laughs> yeah. the, and it was just like like we wish you well with the record but unfortunately bill clinton's gonna be busy and won't be able to perform <laughs> saxophone on your upcoming record but we wish you the best <laughs>
0: i do remember actually hearing yeah. about that now i completely forgot about that aspect of it good the sax part's funny um <laughs> so you got to record with chad from newfound glory on your debut record all i have to offer is my own confusion i know that was sort of like a hectic process but uh do you have any fond memories of that recording session
2: the whole thing was fun, man yeah back yeah, I, like kind of- I mean it was- like with anything you always look back and imagine the way you would have done things differently i was yeah. like a breakup yeah at yeah the time, so i was like a fucking <laughs> inconsolable mess half the time yeah um but yeah man it was great he was the first producer we worked with it's crazy i think he yeah. was like 27 like looking back yeah and he was new to it at yeah the time. i think we were like his second or third that's crazy that he had done um but uh yeah it was great it's amazing slept on a uh, junior from set your goals is a floor the whole time really and uh spent went too much money and
0: yeah that was all recorded out here right
2: yeah city yeah. of orange
0: wow very close so yeah um and that was what was that like 13 days or something crazy or how many days was that
2: yeah something
0: that's so fast
2: it was quick yeah to us it was forever
0: yeah and i know you guys consider that more of like a collection of songs more than like an actual record at times right yeah. that's what i've heard you guys say
2: Made, yeah i think we just did it it was the first time we ever did a record so we didn't really mm-hmm. fully understand mm-hmm. what we were doing or what we were getting ourselves mm-hmm. into and it was the first time that we were like produced mm-hmm. and not just being this like proggy midwest pop punk band that like yeah. couldn't repeat a single riff you know yeah no that's cool um we learned a lot um yeah but i think you just change every time you go every time i work we worked with a producer it changes the way you it changes what you know to focus on where you're like mm-hmm. you, you, you you burn so much gas focusing on something that just gets changed in like the split second you're like oh yeah that makes way more sense and you just move yeah. on you're like i spent fucking three days yeah. on that and it was just this like thing you go oh so it, it changes your focus in what you're in the way you write because you focus on what you're good at what mm-hmm. you're bringing to the table and you kind of at least that's the way i look at it
0: And that's why a lot of people switch producers too, it is to do something differently right
2: yeah but when you find someone that clicks i mean it's why we went back to brian McTernan. I and mean, he was just yeah because so, that worked yeah it worked and not, that's not to say chad didn't work um, yeah but we uh yeah just helped we mature we the band better, yeah we found a better match i think with brian and mm-hmm. um it was great i learned a lot from him Mm -hmm. and then now working with John John's an amazing producer and now I just know what I'm good at I think when you're like 22 and you're trying to write a fucking record and Mm -hmm. trying to make a career out of it you have so many things you're thinking about Mm -hmm. um as far as like the arc of the band and what people that already like your band are gonna think of this and wanting to progress as an artist, but not wanting to push it too far to alienate the people that have supported you up until that point.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then it's great when all that goes away. Yeah. You just start writing music because like, oh, I don't fucking care. I'm 35. It's one <laughs> that's just what I do now. Like no one listens to this shit. And so it's it's nice. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I, I like I like now writing is a lot better for me. Mm-hmm. Back then it was a lot more um i don't know it felt like everything was riding on it Mm -hmm. and then i look back and you can i can i can hear where it's structured and Mm -hmm. then now when i look back on the music i'm writing i'm like oh that's real because i don't give a shit
0: (laughs) and i know you guys were with run for cover for a while there um especially from like the inception pretty much yeah and then i heard you guys lied to to triple crown to, to, to land a record deal with them is that true
2: probably i don't remember I,
0: I read that somewhere it said something like you guys lied about tours you did or something and oh, i'm sure somehow yeah, booked that yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's I, incredible
2: yeah you did a lot of weird ch- I, I remember <laughs> the whole like the whole chat thing came from um fucking h2o because mm. toby makes lived sense lived in chad's duplex at the time
0: yeah, the other boys
2: and <clears throat> I don't know, somehow we got on Chad's radar. I don't know if it was through Toby or whatever, but mm-hmm. I remember I was at, work at Tim Hortons.
0: Did you really? Yeah.
2: What? And I was, uh, I was like a, sh- I was like a manager. This. So I was like fucking managing the shift. And then Toby calls me and I'm like, oh shit, Toby's gone. What's up, Toby? Trying to pretend to be cool and not be working at Tim Hortons. Yeah. And fucking, he's like, Yeah, I'm like trying wants to talk to you. I was like, what the fuck? Dude? And then that was that was how that whole thing got put through.
0: Wow. So you got the call initially.
2: Yeah. But you we were always doing that, just posturing. That's fucking sweet. trying, you know, pretending to know what the hell was going on when we had no idea what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's just- that's just being in your early 20s (laughs) i
0: never thought of tim Hortons getting into michigan but that makes sense because you're kind of close to canada too i grew
2: up like 20 minutes from canada
0: yeah that's crazy we're
2: basically canadian i mean you too yeah yeah we're like toronto area yeah Yeah. well buffalo i mean fuck isn't that niagara
0: yeah i mean it's right near the border yeah yeah
2: how far is toronto from there like an
0: hour and a half ish not even maybe yeah hour 20 it checks out yeah so, did the same guy that shot the Al Mart for All I Have to Offer do the uh, Bonfires EP cover? Or was that a different person?
2: Um, No, the Bonfires, the, the chicken running around. Yeah. That, I think that was actually Mitch. Okay. who um, I mean, was also from Michigan. I always wondered. The problem is there's actually a bunch. When you got the actual, I don't know if you have the actual vinyl. When you get the vinyl, there's like a bunch of cards with it because it was yeah. like a bunch of alternatives. The idea was that we you're going to print like uh, fucking like ten different actual EPs and then we just <laughs> <laughs> he
0: just gave up on that idea. <laughs> we'll just
2: like make postcards starting it. In and uh actually Mike did one did yeah all the gospel art and the super glim symbol and the yeah. Um but yeah there, there's actually a bunch of different um covers covers for that. That's cool. But uh yeah I'm drawing a blank on who shot the, <laughs> the covers Chris
0: yeah no it's all good um my buddy kyle uh, he used to do broken rim records i don't know if you remember that
2: no
0: uh he, i think he booked you guys a couple of times but he actually has like the full vinyl collection he's got everything like, oh, even, is
2: it kyle kyle tedesco yeah okay i remember he's the book that said like mohawks
0: yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah he's t- cool dude t-
2: tattooed dude right yep. yeah yeah no, i remember
0: dude he just got like a neck tat recently he looks fucking insane he's got That's like good. this halloween one That's all good. over his neck
2: <laughs> you, you gotta go you gotta you got to be overly tattooed now to be subcultural. <laughs> you're the fucking like barista at Starbucks has like a forehead tattoo. Now. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta just black out your whole face. Dude. I
0: know. Like 20 years ago, you couldn't get like many. <laughs>
2: if you had a forearm tattoo. Yeah. When I was like 20, you were like, that dude's fuck. That dude's
0: dumb. That guy fucks. That guy's fucking crazy. Yeah. Stay away from that dude. <laughs> um so, yeah, like a mere couple of months after the Bonfires EP came out, you guys debuted your, your sophomore record, Gospel, which celebrated 10 years this past year. You know, just thinking about that is just insane. So, you know, it feels like yesterday. Um, when that, like, initially was set for release, it actually got leaked. How did you guys react to that situation?
2: I honestly don't even remember. <laughs> no. <laughs> Drinking and doing a lot of drugs, man. I don't remember the, yeah. the chronology of events happening. To be honest, I don't remember it leaking. No. I do remember that type of shit happening all the time, but
0: do you think that stuff like that happening like affects negatively affects like a release or does it help it, would you say?
2: I mean, I think it's like anything. There's there's, there's it's a double-edged sword. I mean, it's all everything's hype beast, right? Like it's how mm-hmm. so if something leaks and it becomes this this thing that you can have if you're clicked up and you're within the network of people that have it, mm-hmm. that that can be cool. I always remember records leaking and us. And if you had it, you were like the fucking cool dude. um So I don't know, man. I th- I think that's why that shit just can't even happen now. Because if it's not even on Spotify, like no one's even gonna go through the effort to like go to the other website to fucking hear it. Because if it's not like where they're used to listening to, if it's not on Spotify, they're like, I'll just wait. Yeah. Like, Music's become so fucking
0: Mm devaluized. The shift shift you guys had in sound from the two records uh, was apparently too much for some people to handle, but I think it showed some of the greatest maturity and artistic variety that a band could possibly muster up. Um, I'm sure looking back on it, you guys are probably glad you didn't just make a part two of your debut and are glad you branched out to try new things.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think... In all fairness, if you look at the arc of fireworks, I don't really ever think we i don't think this the, the, it was that big of a leap. It wasn't any more of a leap than we ever did, yeah, everything yeah. we ever did was a leap, yeah, it's just like gospel was the one that stuck,
3: you yeah, know, and like sure. that
2: and for a lot of people, that was like the first one they heard mm-hmm. um so you know it, it like for me, like Green Day falls off after. Nimrod, right? But mm-hmm. that's because I'm 35. What's your record?
0: Probably the same, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, because okay. that's. I, I, yeah, so I got... usually
2: I guess my point is like, as the, as like the, every generation has their record with like a certain band that's yeah. continuing, and like a band like Green is a great example. I'm not comparing us to Green Day, yeah. But we, yeah, we we pushed it, but I don't think it was that ridiculous. Still. Yeah. It just didn't hit as hard. I still don't think it's as good of a record as Gospel, personally, mm-hmm. but that's just me. Um, but yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
2: it, it, it also it's just it, it definitely like killed the band because <laughs> it was like we 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 fucking plateaued. Even Gospel, like Gospel, it was, it was, oh, Gospel's the record everyone hated. Fucking Gospel when it came out. Yeah, that's, well, that's what no one fucking remembers is that yeah when that fucking record came out, we were like Detroit. We're like that, like, and then all of a sudden, we're like this indie softcore band. Everyone fucking hated it. Yeah. And then over like pushing it for like a couple of years, now all of a sudden everybody liked it. Yeah. Because we're like the mature, you're weak, you wear glasses now. Yeah. Hot punk band. And then we pushed it again. Everyone hated it. And then we blew up and died. (laughs) So, like, maybe (laughs) if we pushed that record longer, it would have been revered more. I don't fucking know, but
0: it seemed to blow up pretty quick. I remember that gospel. Yeah. Like, at least in buffalo and like that area i feel like people got it
2: uh i don't know from our from our perspective it didn't
0: no it took no. like a couple of years
2: it took a while for people to like it like all the i mean also too i think you know when you're a band you start mm-hmm. you read all the the nerdy i don't know what the yeah. absolute punk and punk news equivalent is in yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but like i did at least i i hyper watched all that shit really watching you know you're you're hyper aware of the opinions of like the 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 nerds um but yeah people people were not very stoked especially in the way that they were stoked on um all i have to offer yeah Like when all i have to offer came out like it dropped and was like holy shit yeah yeah and then when like gospel came out everyone was like i don't know I like that other shit you did. And like like a year later, I was like, this is great.
0: Yeah.
2: But I felt like those are new fans.
0: Yeah, where's this monster coming from? (laughs) Um let's see here.
3: Definitely cut this part out. I'm just gonna see where we're at here. Good because we're sinking here. Yeah.
0: Let me come on, man. That one always does that. It's always one of these does that. So, how did having like a month of pre-production change the scope of how a record can be made on gospel?
2: <laughs> you can cut that belch out. <laughs> um, a month of pre-pro, like in the like in the studio pre-pro. You mean? Yeah. Well, you mean okay. Well, we did like you mean a month of because it was like a month of full studio time as compared to like twelve days. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> on all I have
2: yeah i mean you can really dissect the songs i think too man it was such with doing the 12 songs and you know chad did his best with us i mean we didn't have a lot of money Mm -hmm. we didn't have a lot of time yeah and we had to like dissect a record and we did it in like two days yeah and he like chopped up our songs it was like this is these are all great riffs but there's like 14 riffs in one song yeah like if you heard the demos of like those songs compared to what they turned out it's like nuts because it was just these ridiculous ridiculous like detroit i listened to it recently and it's just like i want
0: to hear it there's
2: like like at least five parts that were cut out of that song oh my god because we wouldn't do choruses we every verse wouldn't repeat yeah uh that was just like the midwest thing
0: it's like random guitar solos coming out of nowhere
2: um but i think there's also just just a sense of calm and that you have the time Mm -hmm. um it's just so much easier to do a record in that amount of time but now i do it in a day i do a day for every (laughs) song i do yeah but to be fair i'm better at song structure now so Mm -hmm. i like go in with a song Mm -hmm. we might tweak one little thing on it and we just chop it up maybe i don't know if the technology wasn't there then but
0: plus it's not five or six people in the room though it's more just like you and like whoever
2: that's true but I'll come in with like a demo yeah. that is our scratch track, whereas, mm-hmm. and if we need to edit said scratch track, mm-hmm. we could just do it right there. We just go like chop it. It might sound a little clippy, yeah, but it's good enough for a drummer to play along to. Mm-hmm. Whereas like back then, I don't know if the technology wasn't there or what the fuck, but like mm-hmm. if if you had to redo the structure, you had to just re-record your scratch track in your demo. Mm-hmm because that's how it works for people that don't know is you have a scratch track yeah which is your demo that needs to be like the structure of the song and then you record drums to said scratch track and then the scratch track goes away and then you go bass whatever you build tracks on top of that
0: Mm -hmm. just layer it
2: um but yeah i don't know it's just it's just less pressure i guess
0: yeah that's good the artist that you guys had do gospel also did oh common life what's his name again
2: Mike Burdick, Michael Eugene Burdick,
0: and he's also in town right now. You said right? He is. He's uh, yeah, one of my best cool. friends.
2: Came to my birthday uh, dinner two nights
0: ago. Oh hell yeah! Oh happy belated, by the way.
2: Thank you. Oh fuck.
0: Yeah, I felt bad. I was like talking to you that day on the phone. I didn't know it was your birthday until somebody posted about it. I was like, fuck.
2: <laughs> I don't make a big deal. I was just working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit. I'll, I, I'll remember. The, the <laughs> birthdays just become depressing, man. Exactly. Like, yeah. 30s, too. No, you're uh, just like fuck.
0: I hear you on that one. <laughs> Um, but when he made these incredible art pieces for the respected records, like, was there any kind of mental blueprint for him to follow or did you guys just give him like free reins and he came back with that?
2: Yeah, we would, we would shoot him a lot of ideas, uh, to Chris Chris Moya and shout out to Chris Moya's credit. He, he kind of pioneered a lot of the conceptual, um, aspects of both of those mm-hmm. records, but the monster and the boy actually came from the the bonfires ep cover that he did where i think chris said something about i think he just like riffed out an idea like yeah like a monster holding like a box of children or something like (laughs) that and he did a monster with like horns like that holding all these kids and then he had some other cool riffed out ideas but he did he'll he'll kind of like blueprint out a bunch of just real rough sketches kind of shoot them at you yeah like it's like Proverbial shit, and then you're the wall, and he throws it at you, and, yeah. he, and then you pick one, and then kind of elaborates. And uh, that's super cool. Chris kind of pioneered that. And then the yeah, the wolf idea actually came from a ripoff of a I fucking forget what the movie it was, but it was actually a give me an
3: idea, I'll probably know. Was it like a- he,
2: I think it was The Exorcist, maybe, but it was like a boy stand, maybe not The Exorcist, maybe it was The Shining. <laughs> okay it was a shining it was like the boy standing and then his shadow was like a monster or a wolf or something okay I'll and, and then he did like a rip off of it where we're like that's too similar and then it just turned into the boy's head yeah his hands and knees because there was a, one riff one rough drawing of the, the boy on his hands and he's just like puking
0: <laughs> it's cool It was like a continuation almost of gospels artwork so it's kind of cool yeah i like it
2: you become the devil man
0: yeah real sinister stuff
2: you you have your innocence and then no you don't you're just <laughs> that now you're that fucking asshole
0: no turning back <laughs> uh, Now i think the art is like super fitting to the band too especially to the music
2: yeah i think it's the juxtaposition of the kind of cryptic shit and then the mm-hmm. the, the poppy music with the weird depressing lyrics
0: yeah now it fits <laughs> 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 um I know Chris writes a lot of the lyrics within the band, but you, Dave, and Kyle contribute to like a healthy bulk of it too. Um, out of the lyrics on gospel, are there any standout lines that you wrote that you can claim right here, right now?
2: On gospel? Yeah. Fuck. I mean, yeah, I just can't think of anything else on the top of my head. But yeah, I just I wrote a lot of it. I mean <laughs>
0: it's gotta be one.
2: Yeah, like what it came down when I moved out here, it mm-hmm. definitely was a big I every record I had less and less to do with. And okay. by the end of it, I ended up basically be like, time to write gospel. So yeah. what did I do? I just put all the lyrics that I had been writing and email them to Chris, <clears throat> and then Chris would, you know, go through my Nipping. my bullshit and yeah. and find little lines that kind of fit. Firex was always a Frankenstein. Yeah, uh, the way we wrote. It was now ne- uh, Dave is absolutely the creative backbone of of fireworks yeah chris was more the conductor of dave's Mm -hmm. psycho creativity Uh, but dave didn't write a lot of lyrics yeah me and chris wrote a lot of lyrics yeah and then me and chris had a there was a dichotomy between us because we were writing for so long together we started our first band we were 12 years old yeah um so i had less and less to do with it and then yeah so that's kind of how I went with it. But honestly, I haven't listened to gospel in so long. Mm-hmm. Um, if we listen to it right now, I could tell you each line I wrote, but I can't think of it <laughs> off the top of my head because <laughs> I'm an asshole.
0: Yeah, that's good. We'll listen to it soon. Um, d- is Chris like the only one that's still in Michigan?
2: Not everyone's there. It's said Dave and Kyle.
0: Okay. And you?
2: Yeah. Well, I guess fuck uh, Tim. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know where Tim is. There? He's in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Something like
0: that. Wasn't he going go to school there or something at one point?
2: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: That's cool.
2: Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be a doctor, dude.
0: That's fucking sick.
2: He's going to be a doctor. High school dropout.
0: Think he'll ever come back to play like a show?
2: No, nah, we won't let him.
0: <laughs> um, Is it true that you guys really didn't see the video for Arrows until it was released? Yeah, that's true. What was like your initial reaction to seeing it?
2: I thought it was fucking amazing. I was very yeah. proud of something I had next to nothing to do with. We, we met the dude one time mm-hmm. and he literally had the idea for, he took our out a dream. Yeah. And it was this, <laughs> and he just described the arrows, like, That sounds tight, dude. And then we saw it as yeah. it came out. I, we, I think most of us forgot that it was even happening. Like Fred kind of pioneered at the owner of triple crown.
0: Yeah. I was going to say your label set that up. Right? Yeah. And it was like,
2: Holy shit. That was really good. <laughs> I'm really proud of it. And I had literally nothing to do with it. None of us had anything to do with it.
0: It always bummed me out that that was the only one that made the record. There were no more videos.
2: Yeah. I mean, video. it's just, they you don't, know, especially for a band our size, dude, they don't have the financial yeah. return.
0: Not for sure. Like a
2: fucking video. Like even that one probably costs like 10 K the goddamn record. Yeah, costs yeah. like 24. Like, yeah. That's you know yeah, like? a lot. Like we could have just recorded another fucking record. Yeah. That much money.
0: I feel like nowadays, though, I feel you you can make videos for less now.
2: You can make them for less, especially without filming, because you could just have some nerd in his room who could just do it. Yeah, do it, and has his system dialed so he can knock it out in a couple days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like filming, like that—that that, I mean—that was
0: that was like a movie. That was amazing, like a
2: movie, and it was like yeah. kind of like student filmy. Yeah, guy um, I don't know where that guy is now, but I'm sure he's successful. Yeah, he was very good.
0: No, he was great on that. Um, so "O common life came onto the scene as the band's most emotional record yet. And when paired with the extended hiatus, it kind of left a void in the hearts of the many fans of fireworks. Uh, it it had some of the most painfully honest lyrics and a lot of really dark theming going on. How did the songwriting uh, process change a bit with this one?
2: Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, my, my contributions were waning, uh, when "O common life came out and they were like, basically strictly, um, lyrical at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, what was the question?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like how did, how did the songwriting process change a bit with this one with how it was just like a lot darker and just sadder?
2: (laughs) We were all in a really dark place, man. It was just a shitty place. I mean, Dave's dad had just died. I think everybody knew we were kicking a dead horse as far as like the band was concerned, but at the same time, Every time we do a record, there's like this. Every musician, know Every song you release as like a published musician is like a lottery ticket. Yeah. And whether you want to admit it or not, in the back of your fucking head, you're like, maybe this is the one. Maybe everyone's going to fucking stop. And yeah. So there's that. But at least I was. Uh, I can't speak for everyone else, but I was jaded as fuck. And just yeah, like a very very high functioning alcoholic at the time yeah um yeah it was dark we were we just we were were touching on a lot of uh a lot of the death stuff was Mm -hmm. obviously dave's dad and uh me and chris uh we started our first band when we were 13 Mm -hmm. 12 or some shit yeah and the guy the kid we were trying to teach to play drums for us Who was like our best friend was hit killed by a car
0: yeah you got yeah
2: and so there's this meshing of the two subject matters that like unless you're us you can't really tell the difference of who we're talking Mm -hmm. about if it's like yeah about dave's dad or if it's about tom Mm um but
0: it's all coincided kind of on the same topic
2: yeah i mean i think it's kind of like this weird thing when you're like in your like mid to late 20s and you're still writing songs about your friend from back then yeah and you're still doing the same shit you did from back then with the same people and mm-hmm. you kind of like can barely stand to be around each other yeah um and i i was at least that was my perspective and i'm always the uh, dramatic shitty hard to deal with one of yeah. fireworks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lay that out there <laughs> um, but yeah man it was a it was a tough record i think i think it was also we didn't care as much yeah not from like uh we didn't care as much about i think because we all in the background knew like this is probably the last one we we're gonna do yeah that like we weren't we didn't care as much about the arc yeah as far as like what people who listened to us thought we were or just like making, we we're just making yeah. music we we're just like whatever this there's this song yeah you know like woods we wrote in the studio we yeah. wrote that song just like we just like shot that one out like mm-hmm. an afternoon Wow. And that's like one of my favorite songs on the whole record. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, And that, once again, it's like weaving. It's it's all about Tom, but
3: mm-hmm.
2: there's like a couple lines that kind of like allude to Dave's dad for no fucking reason. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. Now I know people were complaining. I think the, the first single was Glowing Crosses, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like people were complaining when that came out, but when the whole record came out, like they got on board with it. And I feel like people were just worried in general, what was going on with the band. Cause it had been like, you know, three, three or four years between records or something like that. Three years.
2: Yeah. We, we we just fucked up a lot to be honest with you
0: <laughs> like <laughs> as
2: far as uh, we should have made more music we were from the the era of bands that just grinded like say your goals yeah you strong and polar bear club and we thought the only way to success was to grind out and tour as much as possible yeah, and yeah. we were always because we could draw everyone wanted us on their tour and then we were always a I don't know if we were afraid or just never we never did our own we only did like two headliners yeah we were always like true supporting other bands <clears throat> which i think fucked us in the long mm-hmm. run but
0: except for like did. tour like touring like the one years probably helped you though like bands like that right
2: uh yeah we toured, the end.
0: You toured a lot with them
2: we did yeah but we toured a lot with them when we were like bigger than them which isn't saying much because yeah. like, we were very big yeah yeah like the warriors just did like this quantum leap past us yeah and then there's a i don't know yeah i love touring them that's the other thing is you just want to tour with your friends
0: yeah you guys do a hell of a lot of like, that are yeah you,
2: are you really making progress yeah or if you know what i mean mm-hmm. like a, i don't know
0: do any any of the other bands stick out that were like fun to tour with, like this time next year? Set your goals. Oh
2: yeah, this time next year, still some of my best friends. Uh, yeah. Set your goals. Wonder Years. I just said that. Fucking <laughs> Man Overboard. Transit.
0: Hostage Com, Candy oh, hearts
2: you,
0: you two tour with Polar Bear Club ever? Oh, yeah, a yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lot
2: yeah. with Polar Bear Club. Fucking
0: love them. Great people. I kind of claim them as like a like a hometown band because they're from Rochester.
2: Yeah, Rochester's not too far. Yeah. People, such Love gold, goose. yeah, such gold. Yeah, we, we didn't do too too much with such gold. We did more festivals with them. Yeah, they're
0: they're just from Rochester too. Yeah, yeah. Um. So when the band's hiatus began, its journey into the unknown. Were you worried about what was to come next in your life?
2: Fuck yeah! Was like, uh, <laughs> fuck yeah! uh existential crisis, man. Yeah, your whole identity. Because I mean, that's kind of why you like hang out for so long too, right? Like, yeah, me, your whole my whole identity was wrapped around touring and being in a band. And without yeah. it, I was I think I was twenty nine when Fireworks broke up. Oh, damn. And like, you're, it's, it's like, like what's you're next? A you're <laughs> a loser without your band, and then yeah. the band's gone. And you're like, fuck, I'm a loser. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there was just this pair. Uh, but I just hit the ground running and tried a bunch of shit and just realized real quick that i should attack barbering so yeah. that's what i did um bad yeah, scary yeah. and i didn't really attack barbering and then couldn't stop writing music so i just i did a couple eps but that's
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, scary man when your band goes away I, and that's also why you kick that horse for so long too because mm-hmm. you just there's that uh what do they call it law uh spent cost prophecy or, or uh you put so much time yeah. into it that like
0: you don't you f- want to see it evaporate yeah because
2: yeah. then what then all that that means all that energy you put in was for not obviously it's not but like at the yeah. time it feels like that you're like of course now i gotta like expel all this more all more energy and like divert my my life course again yeah but, yeah, it was scary, man. Scary shit.
0: No, I know you and Kyle especially definitely didn't want it to end. And he was—he actually used the same word as you, identity. He said that to me recently. He was like, he was like, yeah, it was that band was my whole identity. It was. It was it. all
2: of our. I mean, I think. Yeah. Everybody kind of let go at different times, and I think yeah. being the dramatic one, like Dave, basically was the one who broke the band up. I was super fucking bitter at him because yeah, fact, yeah. Everything was like a like a like a democracy within mm-hmm. the band you know yeah yeah so we voted on everything and it's been like you just you know turned it into a, not a dictatorship but that's fucking stupid yeah but like he, you know he made a decision on behalf of everyone to end it yeah and i was like offended by it but it was because my whole i didn't want it to end even though i in the back of my head i knew yeah <laughs> so like yeah. retrospectively you like felt it yeah. you, Dave. like you were way more self-aware than i was yeah. um <laughs> yeah we've since buried that hatchet. here it was all on me but yeah um, no for sure i was the asshole but still i mean it's it's scary man you you put so much into that shit and yeah. like it's fun it's great it was a good ride but we probably did it like two years too long really <laughs> two, yeah, wow I mean, like honestly that's crazy uh, but yeah we're still making music
0: yeah did you uh have any idea that it would last seven years without planning any shows or regularly planning schedules for fireworks
2: personally i didn't think we'd ever do it again really yeah wow um and we're doing it again and i am i'm completely on i have nothing to do with uh any of the writing Okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. and that was like a decision that we all made together so
0: like they all were like brett you're not <laughs> <laughs>
2: basically sat me down and we're like look we have these songs we been writing we want to do this if you if you're in we'll do it as fireworks yeah which i mean as i'm recalling it i think it was like this is what we'd prefer to do yeah if you don't want to be involved we'll just start a new band
0: yeah listen the band's called so, bears again yeah
3: <laughs> so i was like all right
2: yeah we can do it i'm good for like four shows a year yeah and no one wants to like tour or anything so
0: yeah that's what Kyle's kind of saying. He's he's saying like you guys would probably do like one-off shows kind of thing or weekends maybe.
2: Yeah, we'll just do a couple shows here and there.
0: Nothing like huge, you know, full U.S. tours or anything.
2: I'm gonna do take a month off work. Yeah. <laughs> to make no money.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um. So back on November eighth, twenty nineteen, Fireworks announced the forthcoming album, Higher Lonely Power, which most likely due to COVID, took a front seat, front class seat on the back burner. Uh, <laughs> what kind of recent progress has been made that you know about? to further along that records completion
2: yeah man this is a record i don't know when this could come out yeah chris and lisa are pregnant again oh shit <laughs> so, like fuck yeah. it's gonna happen real soon yeah this is all everyone's always working music it's just what we do yeah spare time so like i think that's also the thing from a um, music like fan perspective a fan of a band versus like someone who just makes music yeah yeah um i think music is this strange art form where per- there's this performance aspect mm-hmm. there's a whole culture around the performance of like shows and all this shit that's separate to the art of writing and creating music mm-hmm. and i think it's i don't want to say it's unfair but it puts a weird burden on people that create music as an art form yeah personally i hate playing shows i don't like it it stresses me out it makes me nervous really yeah i have social anxiety i am super hypercritical of myself in the way i had so shows stress me out
0: oh you kill it live what though.
2: doesn't stress me out is writing music recording music yeah that's my that's my world that's what i love to do so there's no real work, And then so then go, well, well, why don't you write music for other people? Because I don't <laughs> fucking write music for the very super personal, weird emo shit. And it's mine. You
0: one of like the 23 people that write for Taylor Swift.
2: <laughs> and so I think none of us, we're all at that point where we're just making music because that's what we do yeah. in our spare time. It's our it's our art form. Um and we're not and we all I think playing sh- shows and all this shit stresses us all out on a certain level. Not yeah. me personally, not pl- liking to play shows. That's my own perspective. But yeah, the pressure, the outward pressure from people who like what you do, in a weird way, doesn't help.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so are you like freaking out the whole time you're playing a show, or is it more before you play?
2: Uh, a little bit of both. Yeah. That's why I drink a lot when I play. Yeah. Um,
0: just relaxes you. I know Scott from Terror does that too.
2: Yeah, it's stressful. It's. it uh, gets hammered. I'm very critical of myself. I I don't like, I don't like the one shot of a show because I'm constantly trying to reevaluate how. If I fuck something up, my initial reaction is how do I not do this again? Yeah. So, when you're playing a show, you can't do that. If you fuck up, you just have to be like, oh well, well, just keep going. Move on. Yeah. You know? And I can't do that, and I get in my head.
0: So you, you like literally misplay miss one note. You're thinking about that for the rest of the show. I think the whole world
2: heard it. I'm like, everybody in this room's like, that dude sucks. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. Um, <laughs> but it's just not. And I got better at it when I was playing all the time. And now I don't play a lot. Oh, you don't? I mean, I play a shitload, but I don't play shows a lot. Yeah, yeah. Playing live and playing is just two completely different things. And that's sort of my grand point is like. Yeah. There's no other art form where performance, the, the initial creation of the art and mm-hmm. the performance are intertwined. Like if, yeah. if you see a play unfold in front of you live, you don't assume that every person saying their line wrote that line. You know someone yeah. else wrote it. You know that there's an actor. If you watch a movie, even though that's a bad example because it's not live,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you don't assume that that person came up with that line. Yeah. Um, if somebody sings a song, everyone's everyone's like shocked to learn that someone else wrote it because everyone just assumes that they wrote it yeah. and that they're performing it and that they're doing it live and that and there's this whole there's so many like if you did like Mike Burdick is not tasked with touring the country and recreating his his paintings no, not in about, front of people yeah yeah like that's completely like not a doing thing hologram now. yeah so I think that's <laughs> That, that's only something I've come to terms with in my later years that I'm just like, because it's so intertwined with it, you you don't think of it. I never separated those two things Yeah. until like I just wasn't playing shows and so much time went by without me playing a show and I didn't have this inkling to do it. And I was still writing and creating and feeling really good about what I was doing. And In fact, I was feeling better about it. And I realized yeah. I'm like, oh shit, like playing shows, all it does is remind me that like, People are judging me. Yeah, people want to like people <laughs> expect something out of me. I hate that. Did anybody to...
0: else in the band get that?
2: No, Kyle loves performance. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: I feel like the singer would think, get that the worst usually.
2: Yeah, I, think, I mean, I haven't had this conversation with Dave, but I, I think he would agree on some level with what I'm saying. I, I can't, I don't want to speak for him, but yeah. If, I mean, I'm sure he, he's played shows since then, but like, yeah, he's yeah. like, how do you get good at? being a songwriter it's by sitting in your fucking room alone doing
3: it all the time
2: fucking hours and hours and hours that amount to weeks and years over time it's not by standing in front of people and doing how do you get good at football you play in front (laughs) of a bunch of fucking people your whole life it's how you get good at that yeah so i think like there's a lot of people that probably think like i think about this shit but don't even realize it yet because yeah because you you write music, you record the music, you release the music, and what's the next step? We well, you gotta play. When's the next show? Yeah. We gonna play. We can play. Oh, you got a band? What are you gonna do? i <laughs> so yeah. like, I don't want to fucking play a show. Stress me out. Yeah. It's like, listen to it. If you like it, cool. If not, I don't know. I don't want to hear from you.
0: <laughs> well, what about the one you did in Michigan? Was that the first one in a long time?
2: Yeah, someone uh, Brent, uh, Benson from really asked me to play it. Yeah. Um I feel like compulsion to. Not, I don't know if it's a compulsion, but I feel a obligation obligation to do it. Yeah. Um sort of like waking up real early you never want to do it when it's happening but you're never upset that you did it yeah like
0: that's like me with the podcasting a little bit like before i do an episode i'm worried i'm gonna fuck it up and then after i'm so glad because it usually comes out good
2: yeah and even if you fuck something up like you know failure is not Mm -hmm. uh failure is just the way you interpret progress man like if yeah. you fuck something up and you and it makes you tweak something and makes you better at something it's not really failing it's you no. exposing oh something you can improve upon you exactly that's I mean? yeah. how you frame shit but so i i don't know i just know that that whole i know that I, I i know the treadmill of of shows and, and wanting to there's nothing greater than playing a fucking great show yeah. When there's all these people lined up and like there's nothing that strokes your ego like that. And there is nothing more soul crushing than like driving eight hours, loading into a show and like 14 people walking in. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? This sucks. I'm a fucking loser. Um, and I, I just don't... <laughs> me personally like the juice just ain't worth the squeeze because yeah, i never yeah. got
0: you want a packed room
2: well it's like yeah i do but i also <laughs> i'd rather not i don't want to build i don't want to deal with that that the that soul crushingness yeah. also there's nothing worse than having that fucking crowd show up and you fucking feeling all cocky and like good and then you go out there and you smoke too much weed and you just fucking <laughs> brain fart and you're yeah. just like like you're playing arrows and you just stop and you're like, like I don't even what's so, up. Uh, yeah. like, like that shit happens. And like, then you, and then you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I even here? Like, what the <laughs> fuck dude? Like, I'm a f- imposter syndrome. I mean, I don't That's know. Funny. There's just so many, there's so many variables that I never learned to control of live performance that yeah. i watched other people just control. Like, yeah, like it was nothing. Um, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I was telling you earlier, I, I played synth in a band like 10 years ago and we did a show where we drove all the way to Philly and that was like a six, seven hour drive. And no
2: one, did no one showed up. No, it was like, oh. probably,
0: it was probably 15, oh, ish, yeah. 20 people maybe, but um, we,
2: we had shows that no one showed up.
0: Yeah, I heard about that. There was yeah. like, or there was one where one person showed up, right?
2: Yeah, but that's better than none. That's We've hilarious. Had people that none showed up and we're like, what do you do? We just packed our shit. Like, oh, you, you didn't play. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: play for no one. That's awesome. That happened more than once. You should have recorded that. That would have been made for a really funny archival video. It's horrible. Dude. That sucks. Um, no, but yeah, the one time I played, my fucking synth did not match up to like the rest of the band because the sound was so bad. Okay. So the whole time I was playing, like out of you know, not matching with them, like just yeah. So many weird key.
2: things. If, like I have this weird thing to have. Sometimes my brain. I've talked to other musicians about this too. My I'll hear like my 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 internal tuning gets off and yeah. I and I all of a sudden start thinking in a different key yeah than what what the song's happening. So everything sounds out of tune to me. Really? And it, it's like weird. Like it's just like happening. It sounds like you're just playing a guitar that's out of tune and you're like what the fuck? Yeah. And then all of a sudden like you're like, oh it's because and then whoop and then everything comes back in the key. That would happen that's happened to me a few times when you just don't even know what's going on. You're like, yeah. oh, did I fuck
0: something? No, no, <laughs> uh know has anybody ever eaten shit on stage?
2: Oh my God. I fucking sprained my ankle. Like, no. I way. sprained my ankle so bad that I almost threw up. I've, like, one, I've done some, I've fallen off stage. I've, <sighs> I've, one time I ran up on the, I was just stand on the monitor because I thought it was cool. I stand on the monitor. Yeah. And I slipped. I was at Reggie's in fucking, wow. Uh, in, a, in, a, what do you call, in Chicago. Almost <laughs> fell into the fucking, uh, the gap, like the gap, where yeah. The crowd ever I threw my way backwards and I fucking stumbled backwards no and I way. fucking fell into my amp. and oh. fell on it.
0: What the fuck?
2: So I think Justin was there. He picked my amp up. I was like all drunk and I was like, i'll oh, right, fucking do it again." <laughs> I, did it. I did the exact <laughs> same thing twice. No. I fought Oh my god.
0: How about any of the other guys? Like, do they do it like that? Yeah,
2: everyone's fucked up. Everyone's done stupid shit. That's funny. Falling, spraying their ankle. Oh, my God. Uh,
0: How about in a mosh pit? You ever get fucked up in a mosh pit? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Chip my tooth. Really? Yeah. Broke my finger. A stupid shit.
0: Yeah, I've gotten, like, kicks in the face and stuff. But, like, the worst for me usually is getting, like, the air knocked out of me. I've had that, like, yeah, three or you're four times. Yeah, stage
2: dive and no one's there.
0: Well, not even just that. Just, like, moshing and somebody just, like, elbows you or something or...
2: I one time, Tim from Transit. Mm. Break my heart. Rest in peace. Um, but it was uh, Austin Man overboard and Transit on this tour. One of our early headliners had, yeah, it came, Tim would talk about how he'd never staged it before. I was like, you've never staged Oh, I heard it
0: about this, actually. Yeah. <laughs> what happened again?
2: So fucking, everyone got him to stage dive during our set. Yeah, yeah, yeah like fucking runs he stage dies and it was like nobody the caught fucking, him. like a movie like the crowd part of yeah it. It yeah yeah like head first and it fucking knocked him out
0: did they get like an ambulance or something
2: well it knocked him out and he kind of like we couldn't tell him he seized or what but he like i mean uh, he was out like they picked him up and we put on his legs and he was like shaking What the fuck? And,
0: <laughs> and this is like
2: <laughs> pre-obamacare too so none of us had health insurance <laughs> um so we're all out there. No health insurance. We're like, dude, you just like, you got to go to the ER. He's like, I'm fine. And we're like, no, you got to go to the ER, dude. Like we felt responsible. When we said to the ER. Oh my God. I think we ended up like paying for it too. Cause we felt really Of course. Bad. Yeah. But
0: <laughs> that's funny. Did I went to the ER like three times two summers ago? Just the whole summer. I just kept doing dumb shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's me. My wife makes money. I don't go to the, she's like, you don't go to the ER. You go to the fucking ER. Yeah.
0: It costs so much too. It's like 150 bucks. Just talk to somebody. That's yeah
2: it. they're like oh you're fine
0: yeah every time they're
2: like you should go to the dentist you're like
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> now the first time that summer i like had a friend put me in like a chokehold to like make me pass out kind of thing and then i got this like vaso vago effect later that day where you like just think about what happened and then you just pass out again no shit so like i just kept passing out and having like these like mini seizures holy fuck so i had to go to the hospital <laughs>
2: and i'm sure they were just like rub some shit on your head and they're like yeah yeah i don't know go home yeah take like an aspirin
0: and then like a month later my dog bit me and he was like a puppy but i, I got a lot of blood so i had to go again where would he get you i'm like the, have the face somewhere i can't uh, remember like my nose or something and just
2: like playing around
0: just playing around yeah. yeah and then like a month after that i got this was the dumbest one of all I was working at Warner Brothers as like a valet person for Ellen and fucking, I was, we would like listen to music all day and like headphones and you know, that little silicone piece that's on the end of your headphones, it got lodged in my fucking ear and I could not get it out. And the whole time I'm like, is this bad? Like, what do I do? And I would try to fish it out and it just got even deeper. And it, oh, and it no. started to hurt. And I was like, no, I got to leave.
2: You're like the fucking five-year-old who gets a Lego stuck up his nose. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I fucking ER.
3: I can't get it
2: out.
0: And I went to the fucking <laughs> stupid nurse that's on the Warner Brothers lot. And she's like, yeah, I really can't help you because we're going to have a lawsuit if that happens. And she tried to like fish it out with scissors. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I got to stop. You're going to have to go to the- Scissors? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, what are you doing? And then, yeah, I went to the real ER and took the guy two seconds to get it out. And they still charged me for like a couple hundred bucks. That's amazing. Bullshit. Um, So you guys were always a band that had the best reputation among fans, being super friendly before and after the gigs. How important is it to have that relationship with the people that support your music?
2: Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, there's nothing better than someone coming up and, and just, it's just, it's the, it's the best stroke to your ego, man. Someone comes up and like, cause yeah. that's what music is. Right. Like, especially the type of music we do is kind of like in, in embodying an emotion that's, that's familiar hard, that what well, it's familiar but hard to hard to wrap your fingers around and when you hear someone like say something that like captures something that yeah. you felt because usually when you're in those in the i mean that's kind of how i we all write is in these I, I don't write from a good place none of us in fireworks do
3: <laughs> yeah
2: so that also means that when you look back at what you write you don't necessarily agree with what you felt in the moment you know what i mean like yeah you justified or not or how you know because you, you move on from that and you come to terms with what happened and you realize the errors of the way you thought you grow from it yeah but it captures this visceral uh moment and when somebody acknowledges that there's this like camaraderie like dude like i've <laughs> i've been to that dark dark hole <laughs> like, thank you for <laughs> like just being able to give me some tchotchke to hold on to, yeah. to like remember of how not to get there again. <laughs> I don't know. It's a great feeling, man. Uh, there's also a weird one of people coming up to you and being like, yeah, gospel, I don't really like it. But dude, we are like <laughs> everywhere. That shit was tight. People you're do like, that. Oh, fuck yeah,
0: dude. Oh, man. And
2: you're like, yeah, and you're like, oh, yeah you know the, the, the apex of your creative art like life like it's not for me but that thing you did when you were 19 that was fucking great do more of that all right see ya does
0: Wait. that offend you or does that or do you not really care
2: I mean yeah it offends you
0: but, yeah yeah uh,
2: but you learn to laugh it off you know like fuck yeah yeah
0: i don't know personally i think everything you guys put out was great like honestly thank it's you. all different too which is great I, I wouldn't want like a carbon copy of you know the last thing
3: thank so you
0: so i think it worked um, but I know Philly was one of the best cities for the band to play. Fuck yeah! Next to Detroit, uh, do any other cities stand out that were like really oh, yeah. good markets? So
2: Philly was always good to us. Baltimore was always good to us. South Florida was one of the first cities that was well, city, but like yeah, South Florida in general, like yeah. talent farm, and uh, like Fort Lauderdale and mm-hmm. um, uh, oh, yeah, Miami. Farm. Yeah, talent right. farm was like that was yeah. like one of the best shows. That we ever played up to that point. Yeah. I think it was the first time we played South Florida. We were like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, um, LA was always good to us. We mm-hmm. A lot of places, man. And you're always, you know, everyone's always like, "What's your favorite city?" And like, I don't love South Florida as a city. They're like, it is an area, really, that much, yeah. Other than like fishing and shit, because I love that.
3: Oh hell, hell yeah, yeah.
2: But uh like culturally, I don't really like it that much. But Florida's cool to shows visit. Shows are yeah. so good. Yeah, that I love it. Yeah. Like it's weird. Like if, if if fireworks didn't do well in Florida, I'd be like, fuck that place.
0: Yeah. Right. But because
2: we did so well. I have this like,
0: oh, I love it. Do they have the worst drivers there?
2: Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's, it's rough. I don't think it's bad in LA, but they're pretty bad.
0: I think they're worst drivers, though. Like
2: I think LA, they're pretty bad. They're like, bad here, but like. have the entitlement. Yeah. With yeah. Sucking and yeah. driving. Like yeah, they're, true. They're entitled, and they like you go to New York, and everyone's entitled, but they can. They're really good. Yeah, so yeah. Like, like they might be <laughs> a dick, but they're not gonna hit you when they fucking weave around you. Yeah. Here, it's like someone will flick you off, and then like fucking like like yeah. clip you when they cut you up.
0: But the classic OTF though, Ohio, Texas, Florida, those people suck.
2: Yeah. Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck all of you. Yeah. Yo.
0: Oh, and uh the one time I saw you that was fucking great. Actually, was Rochester. At Dublin, Dublin Underground. Remember that?
2: Yeah, is that the one next to the strip club?
0: Mm, possibly. Um Head North opened. I don't know.
2: Did we play there with, uh, like, Polar Bear Club?
0: I think it was, it was Head North and you guys. I can't remember who else. It was. I don't think Polar Bear Club was on that, though.
2: I can only think of one place in Rochester off the top of my Bug head. Bug Jar. But I know much. We play there all the fucking time. Yeah. it's like, burrito place food I was going to?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I do
2: fucking mm-hmm. no. I have the worst memory, dude.
0: Dog do you ever go to Dogtown or uh probably (laughs) like those garbage plate places?
2: Yes. Yes. Nick Tahoe's
0: Nick Tahoes or Dogtown, yeah. You
2: gotta talk to Kyle. Yeah. Kyle's Kyle's the chronologist. He's a foodie. He's just the chronologist. He just remembers shit. Yeah. I'm just like I was like the drunk. Yeah. I was fucking
0: drunk. People had to carry you in and out of the show. That's it. That's me, man. Make sure
2: I didn't get beat up. (laughs) Fucking make sure. (laughs) (laughs) sure I was sleeping at the right spot
0: ever get in like a fist fight
2: no nah, i just got beat
0: up uh, you're just <laughs> like i'll take it <laughs> um so what was it like playing shows in japan i can ima- imagine that culture shift was pretty immense but Japan's amazing that must have been rewarding greatest people yeah. greatest
2: people in the world Such so on um unrelatable culture as far as when you're going being american going there yeah <clears throat> it's just so much shit you just don't you just you can't understand because you're not Japanese. Yeah. Uh, but also so accommodating and so welcoming at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. So you get that feel like you go to like any insert, any country in Europe, and you just like one in three people speak like conversational English. Yeah. Like you recognize like the food, uh, you recognize like the the establishments that are like happening fucking japan's insane like what like we we're walking down an alley one time and a door open and there was a robot on the looked like fucking wally with a with a tray with drinks on it and he goes by and i was like car look at that and it goes by and it's it has a leash and there's a woman in a bikini on her hands and knees crawling behind it as the door was like
0: shutting what? i saw it
2: and i was like what the fuck? what's that and i was like it's like a robot
0: <laughs> were you sober then
2: no, it's Japan. <laughs> no <way. laughs> um, That's incredible, unbelievable. Just so much shit that you just yeah. can't, there's no way for you to understand. Um, <laughs> like pachinko places don't make any sense to me. Uh, but anyway, and then like you play show, you also play in venues like the size of your apartment, like right here. You yeah, have, like, for Eighty sure. people and everyone paid like 150 bucks to be there. Yeah, they all buy one shirt, one record. Say They all like they know the music, so they like sing along, but they. Most of them don't know English. So it's like they're singing along, but like yeah. they know the words. It's not like they're pretending to have heard the song before, Yeah, yeah. but they don't know the words. And then they're like stage diving and going nuts, but in this really like orderly controlled, like transactional way, it's like dude jumps on stage. Dude turns around. <laughs> dude points at other dudes. All dudes acknowledge dude, put hands up. I got to see this. Jumps. Wow. They are, like no one gets hurt. And then song stops. Everybody claps, then they go fucking silent. Yeah, I was gonna say and it's you can hear your strings while you're tuning. Yeah, they don't talk at and all between you know, songs. And you can say whatever you want in that microphone, and there's like one dude who will know what you're talking
0: about. Wow, it's
2: insane because, like, it's like us knowing Japanese. Do you know a Jap- We know two Japanese words.
0: Yeah, right? I don't know shit.
2: <laughs> you know, konnichiwa, and you know, kampai, maybe that's it. <laughs> that's how they are towards the English. And or if they do know something, it's like, very planned out and the way we speak they just won't understand yeah uh, unbelievable one of the coolest countries in the entire world everyone should go there
0: i can't wait i i want to go there australia and australia's italy
2: australia is just amazing because it feels foreign but it's not everyone just yeah. talks stupid and the food's not that good <laughs>
0: australia's not good
2: food no yeah.
0: Like, really? Wow. Well, no,
2: I mean, you're not getting any ethnic food there. That's you, You'll get like good high end food. It's yeah. like, it's like the UK. Like there's no Ireland like,
0: sucks for food. Yeah. It's awful. Uh,
2: yeah. But if you go like, I'm sure there's some like Michelin star restaurant there that's fucking knock you out of the park, but there's no, like, it's like chips and curry fish and chips. shitty pizza and like what what's your native food in the uk like bangers and fucking mash and like (laughs) chips you know like like your food sucks guys you know pickled (laughs) eggs are probably the best thing you guys ever did but japan dude like you'll go to a truck yeah. the best ramen i've ever had in this day was at a truck stop in japan no way just because some asshole at a truck stop took his job so fucking seriously yeah that his ramen's like like the best I've ever had. he's like world renowned he's just some some guy not getting paid extra really? selling fucking five dollar bowls of ramen wow. just takes the shit that seriously
0: what part of japan was that like tokyo
2: that was on the way to i remember we could see um Mount Fuji, and it was on the way to um, Hiroshima. Hiroshima.
0: Hiroshima. Nice. <clears throat> Is it true you guys went out to eat in Russia, and the ceiling of the restaurant you were at collapsed?
2: Yep, and no one reacted as to... <laughs> <laughs> really? It collapsed. everyone
0: went. like oh, and they just kept. <laughs> what the fuck?
2: Yeah, and get like get like water was just coming. Like it wasn't just like it was like it was like, like flooding, like, Initial right? spill, but there was <laughs> water continuing <laughs> to hit the ground, oh and like everyone just looked. A couple of people moved that the water was hitting and they just moved a couple of seats and sat down and just kept eating and we were like this oh, were unfazed. the fuck is here? weird That was out of place it's like Russia's food sucks. so and I went they literally took us to a sabaro. that was at a sabaro. really we We're
0: like, oh my God, I'm gonna get me a New York slice.
2: We we're all like vegetarian and <laughs> vegan at the time and yeah was yeah, a yeah. um a hepatitis C no was it hepatitis C? Probably. There was some outbreak and like, you weren't, they're were like, don't eat the fresh vegetables. <laughs> we we're like vegetarian and vegan. We we're like, I don't know, I guess, Oh we're my God.
0: <laughs> so everybody was at the time.
2: I remember Dave, we were all like vegan and vegetarian for.
0: Yeah. I knew you time. were.
2: Yeah. What was that like? Sucked.
0: And what made you, what made you break out of it? You just missed food. Uh, me, yeah. Yeah.
2: No, like, I didn't give it up for uh, any you
0: know, reason like cul- that
2: culinary reasons they yeah. gave it up for moral reasons. And then yeah, he just like, I don't know. Learn to accept that you know <laughs> shit dies for shit you like. You yeah, know I mean? yeah. Like, I love the idea of people. that you know I think being vegetarian and vegan is a great thing. I'm yeah, try, yeah, I didn't yeah. saw anyone who is, but yeah, yeah. To, You know, and it's, it's and it, yeah, it is difficult. And I think people that are vegetarian, vegan, myself included, don't give people credit enough to how hard it is for them to do because they've been doing yeah. it for so long. Especially vegan. Yeah, but then if you go into something like your fucking iPhone, like the amount of suffering that is inflicted upon yeah. the world for you to own a fucking iPhone, yeah. for you to like post those self-righteous fucking rants you go on is pretty deeply ironic. So yeah, I just like caution everyone to yeah. <laughs> acknowledge their own privilege and uh yeah, you know, if 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 you don't want to eat meat because of moral reasons, that's great, but you should Maybe avoid lithium. And
0: <laughs> when you when you ever were vegan, did you ever like make mistakes or like? Oh eat, yeah, eat shit that you didn't realize. That was, was
2: part. Of, I mean, in part, uh, um, for me, I started. I I was you know very militant and I was a fucking asshole about being a vegan and a vegetarian, which is why yeah. I'm so aware of when people are doing it towards me now because I was that person.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I see the moral gap between me and that. And I feel like not, you know, a, a, a sense of responsibility of pointing it out and pointing out the flaws and the logic. But um, the thing that we were on like PETA 2 compilations and shit, we were around <laughs> a lot of people from PETA and yeah. not a lot, but like enough. And I remember, and a lot of just like fucking militant vegans and vegetarians. And I remember being around them. And there was a point in time where I was vegan, but if something came and it was a mistake made in the food that I ordered, I would just eat it. because my logic okay. was, which I still have this logic. Like if you bring me the wrong plate of food, I'll just fucking eat it.
0: Yeah. You're not going like to send gonna it I'm not going to send it back I'm yeah. not, because
2: it's here. And if I send it back, you're going to throw it out. Yeah. And what's worse me eating cheese. or are you throwing out cheese so that I can eat something without cheese on it?
0: Yeah. For like, sure.
2: Like, like what point are you making of that other than.
0: Wasting food. Yeah.
2: You're just wasting food. Yeah. Um, true. And I, remember people jumping down my throat about that and that was the genesis of me just getting away from that logic and just starting to realize like yeah man like you know I, I, I remember somebody I remember somebody too I was drinking a fucking Arizona iced tea that had honey in it and someone's like I thought you were vegan. I was like yeah I'm vegan they're like you know there's honey in that right I was like honey
0: <laughs> and they're like
2: Yeah honey's not vegan it's food from animal I was like it's it's from beef and I remember I like point I don't want to say what band but I was like Pointed at their van, I was like, "How many dead bugs are on the fucking grill of your car right now?" Oh, uh, what took, band was took it? Took you to get here? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, "It's like maybe you shouldn't tour if you're worried about your impact on bugs." That's
0: actually really. funny. And I
2: also think, furthermore, on the on the honey thing, if you are vegan and you don't eat honey, you should go out of your way to to donate money to be farmers. Because without bees, you would not have any of the fucking vegetables that you eat. Totally. And those bee farmers are contracted by uh, farmers to bring their bees to their crops to pollinate them because there's such a large shortage of bees. So yeah. without bees, you have we have nothing and the bee population is going down. So to not support bee farming and also... It, th- Those two logics they don't they don't meld. And you could say you could make the same sort of argument for oysters. Yeah. yeah. And also mussels because they're filter feeders. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing damaging. And, and the farming of them actually provides structure as a fish nerd. Yeah. Uh, yeah it yeah. provides reef structure. So it's there's nothing negatively impactful about the farming of mussels. And the mm-hmm. farming of oysters, yeah, or the farming of bees. So if you don't, if you choose not to eat them, you should choose to support those industries some other way. That's all I'm saying.
0: What are your thoughts on people trophy hunting? Like trophy. trophy
2: hunting. I think that's another very interesting thing that people don't fully understand. So a trophy being what? A bobcat or an elephant? Let's Anything go, let's go, like something, deer? Even a deer? Whoa, a deer you eat? I think it's tr- like- Well, people
0: that don't don't eat them, that just kill them kind of for like the picture. No
2: one doesn't need a deer that they do. Um, I think a good example would be, let's let's go lion, okay, right? Okay. Or, or elephant. No yeah, one's yeah. eating a fucking elephant. So that sounds awful, right? Yeah. Let's break it down. You, Where do elephants live? Everyone goes, well, oh, Africa. Oh no, where in Africa? Like on mm-hmm. what land? Like Africa is not just this open- like Mm -hmm. like block of land where elephants live free yeah all the elephants that are hunted is not all but 90 percent of the elephants that do live right now in the wild don't live in the wild they live on game reserves those game reserves are funded by people buying tags so even deer you could say bighorn sheep out here it's a protected species that they sell i think like four or five tags for a year they cost like hundreds of thousands of dollars and where does that money go? It goes directly to the Department of Fish and Game here, DFG, who monitors. And the only reason those animals exist and have money to, to be supported is because of people buying those tags. And, that's, and, and then you go okay, over to Africa, same deal. The only way they make money outside of that is by you going on a safari, where, which you pay astronomically lower amount of money to go take pictures
0: and shit. Yeah, yeah.
2: But that doesn't, if you actually look at the money, it doesn't support it that much. And then they go and they, you know, they pick up, okay, you're going to shoot an elephant. Well, you're going to shoot this old asshole who's actually so old he can't even make baby elephants. And he, now he's like killing smaller young males that he's competing with. Yeah. So do I have a compulsion to go shoot a fucking elephant? No, I think it's weird, but to not acknowledge the system you can disagree with the system but to not acknowledge what the system is and to pretend like that there's a that's not poaching yeah. poaching is the problem it's some fucking dentist paying money to go shoot a fucking lion is not the problem in fact he's doing more to support those animals yeah from a financial perspective than you are by not eating honey yeah <laughs> but people uh yeah so i mean that's that's the unfortunate reality that we live in yeah um and i think it's up to people to kind of make their own well no i think it's up to people to study what's going on educated yeah yeah. educated instead (laughs) of just pretending to be better than other people like if you if you really feel that way then then you should be donating money Mm -hmm. um that's how i feel about that but i also kill things for fun exactly but i eat those things that I kill.
0: How often do you eat the fish that you catch? All of them, or do you ever throw it back?
2: Yeah, I throw. I throw a lot back. I mean, I have just a, a, certain ones. Yeah, I mean, I, I I take what I what I I fish a lot. Yeah, um, and I do a lot of catch and release. But the older I get, the the less time I have to like just recreationally fish, and the more yeah. I. There was a time in my life where I kept everything because yeah. I was so poor that when we first moved out here that if i was like that it was the only way i could justify the time i was spending doing it yeah. so i ate 90 percent of my protein was fish that i caught and then i would go to the dollar store and buy like rice and like wow. fucking rotten veggies and that was all i ate. yeah um now i'm a little pickier but then and now i own a boat i do a lot of deep sea shit yeah. but now i'm getting more into spearfishing and free diving because it's less oh, less impactful on the environment and there's no pretty much no bycatch you're mm-hmm. shooting what you want to eat, and you leave everything else alone, and mm-hmm. I'm leaving fucking ounces of lead in the ocean and yeah. terminal tackle and, you know, extra fucking fluorocarbon and shit.
0: Where do you typically go fish?
2: Everywhere. I mean, we got a boat with a big range, so we're Catalina Island, San Clemente Island, oh, nice. uh, Santa Barbara Island, all up and down PV. Mm-hmm. I live like a mile from the beach in Redondo, so I fish Topaz Jetty and mm-hmm. north, north uh, PV a lot. But yeah, I fish at least once a week.
0: Oh, sweet. Um,
2: used to fish like five days a week.
0: <laughs> is gas a lot over there for just like the boats?
2: Ah, uh, well, we have a diesel. Okay. And diesel is actually cheaper than gas. Yeah. Diesel's more expensive than gas on the road, but that's only because there's a road tax on diesel.
3: Yeah. So
2: the diesel, ah, uh, there's marine diesel, which is tinted pink because the mobs used to take it because there was no road tax on it, and they would sell it yeah. to the truckers. Um. So our our road diesel, I mean our uh, excuse me, our ocean diesel is cheaper than like gas on the street.
0: Yeah, so wow. We're paying
2: like about like three to really four bucks a gallon.
0: Oh, that's surprising.
2: Um, but you only get like we get like two miles per gallon our boat right now. Yeah. But we're about to sell it and buy a bigger one. Oh,
0: nice. Yeah, my dad's boat in New York. That's it's at least like four dollars a gallon, I think for the boat
2: is it gas or diesel
0: it's gas that's pretty
2: cheap for having gaskets like five bucks well here yeah it's crazy newport man it's just like six bucks a gallon you're getting less mpg to it so you're looking at fucking like one to one yeah like a mile per gallon
0: that's more than normal for new york though because new york is like three something so he usually will go and get it somewhere and bring it yeah you know that's just if you get it on the water
2: yeah i mean that's a problem though too with us is like you can't technically it's illegal to do that in most places you can't yeah Bring. they only want you filling up yeah or unless your boat's out of the water
0: we're in like a boathouse so it's hard i feel like it's hard to tell anyway
2: yeah yeah. but like, is, the, is the boat in the water is it lifted out lifted of the water? Lifted. lifted i think it's probably legal then i don't know yeah. i don't know the actual laws there maybe like that a police I would system would be legal then.
0: yeah so i want to hear your version of the raspberry cool incident what all happened there
2: i was not i was you, in australia you were not i was the only one who didn't get arrested because i was in australia but i got arrested like two days earlier in australia <laughs> <laughs> what'd uh, you do uh i got sniffed out because i have weed on me
0: was that a smoothie shop
2: no i was in a uh, king's cross at like 4 a.m
0: oh my god
2: i got arrested i got sniffed out by a dog on the street at like 4 a.m oh my god I got arrested they strip searched me no way and then they let me go what's that like humiliating i was 19 it was terrible i mean at that point i was probably like the third time i was arrested
0: and that was in australia and it
2: was in australia it was the first time overseas and i got i got arrested crikey terrified dude and it was the whole experience lasted like 20 minutes but they fucking strip searched me
0: i felt like hours
2: yeah it was kind of like dreamlike looking back to be yeah. it. because i was just like oh my god like i was like i'm gonna end up unlocked up abroad But turns out they have way back then had way more liberal uh, weed laws than we did. I grew up on probation. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Was it super were you did you say you went to jail or
2: they took me to jail.
0: But it was quick, like getting they strip searched me. Yeah.
2: And then they sent me away.
0: Weird. Do you ever see any of those crazy like big spiders in Australia? Oh
2: yeah. They're fucking like a, a normal spider there, like a house spider is like the size of your palm. It is what the fuck? Fucking wild there! Wow, is that a real blockbuster? Is that what? Too bad you got a VHS blockbuster?
0: Oh, oh yeah, that's a blockbuster cover I got from the last blockbuster that's you, still around.
2: You went up to Alaska,
0: Oregon? No, oh, Alaska's yeah. done. They okay. don't have one there anymore. It's it's Bend, Oregon.
2: So you're just paying the fucking light
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, no, I just bought that. That was like a movie you could buy. I think. Okay. I think that's I just amazing. bought it for the cover. It was like I'm gonna put that on display. <laughs> um. But yeah, did, so you just heard about the Raspberry Cool incident then?
2: Yeah, I just heard about so it. So
0: what happened again? They kind of just all were chanting some bullshit. Yeah,
2: just being fucking be masses in a mall, and then these fucking white trash cops came over, and they were being dumbass white trash cops. Yeah. And then I think Tim swung on one of them, and then oh.
0: <laughs> then they all got arrested. So Dave got arrested too? Or was he there? I think
2: Dave and Kyle, I think, were the only ones who didn't get arrested. Okay. If I'm remembering correctly. That's funny. And I think everybody else got arrested. So, so, Chris, yeah, that's funny. But I remember, I remember Tim, like, I think Tim swung on one. Yeah, that but doesn't help. It, no, <laughs> Tim had a book. now he's about to be a doctor. So,
0: yeah, that's funny. In
2: case you haven't got vaccinated, he'll fuck you up.
0: Yeah, are you vaxxed? Of course. Did you get boosted yet?
2: I did. I'm still not 100% sure it was necessary. But yeah,
0: I see, I haven't it. gotten that yet. I don't yeah,
2: know. I'm done judging. I do what my doctors tell me to do. Yeah. Uh, but my doctors have led me in the wrong direction before. Yeah, yeah. So I I more and more am understanding people that are apprehensive. I mean, I'm not I do think it's really interesting that the extreme left, this is where I get canceled. Extreme left <laughs> perspective of big pharma pre-COVID was like, fuck Purdue. Yeah. like they fucking created the opioid crisis like fuck them they they fucking lied about it being addictive and like all the shit now it's like if you don't do if you don't do exactly as big pharma says like you're a fucking yeah. psycho i've vax, i've boosted but i do think that's ironic
0: yeah for sure dude literally tomorrow is the day that we can wear we don't have to wear masks inside not, not true not true
2: that's the california but, oh, okay. But,
0: Somebody did say that to me, like but
2: L.A. says, oh, we're gonna keep them."
0: So, what's happening? I'm I'm confused.
2: It's classic American government, right? Where you have so like, other parts like, of is California legal? Yeah. Well, it's illegal by federal's law but it's legal by state law okay so yeah. now you're going one step lower so now mask indoors you don't need to by state law I but see. by county law the county commissioner i forget her name the asian woman yeah <clears throat> she's saying no we're keeping it. everyone's blaming garcetti but it's what the, the county commissioner <clears throat> so if you're in la or la county you have to wear a mask inside so now it's up to the cities within los angeles county no way to say no we're not going to do that oh <sighs>
0: So what about, so Orange County is obviously different. A different county. Yeah.
2: So in Orange County, too, it's the same situation has been going against the state mandate this whole time, which is why you can go to Orange yeah, County yeah. and not wear it because the county is not yeah. enforcing state law.
0: Yeah. Damn, I was pumped.
2: Well, I think, <sighs> it, I'm just so sick of this shit. I just don't I personally see it as any of my business, what you're doing. Yeah. Like, I don't really give a shit if you're wearing a shirt. Yeah. Her shoes, yeah. like, <laughs> like you yeah. know what I mean, like so, like a mask. I don't know, man.
0: I don't think the mask does much. I, I got COVID twice already.
2: No, I, you know, I think it does. It does
0: minimally, but it like, does.
2: But I think it does stuff for like colds and flus. I don't think it does same, much yeah. for COVID. I mean, I've had COVID. I'm boosted. I'm vaxxed. Yeah, I'm covered in strangers' hair all day. Yeah. I used to get sick like once a tax quarter, and I haven't been sick in two years. Oh, nice. I've been wearing the mask. So I think it does something, but I'm still not sure that's the best thing. Cause if no one gets a cold yeah. or a flu for yeah. f- 10 years, now that's going to fucking take you out when you're an old asshole.
0: You're right. Yeah. It's gonna um, be a lot worse.
2: So I don't know. I just think everybody needs to stop their judging of everybody. And yeah, what I'm sick of is everybody
3: having a I'm, stance
2: or something. Well, yeah, but also, it's, and I fell victim of this too, but, this logic that I, I being someone holding on to this logic, I somehow have this uniquely lucid view of COVID. And if everyone were doing exactly what I'm doing, yeah, we wouldn't be in this situation. And the reason we're in this situation is because everybody's doing what I'm not doing. Mm. And fucking Omicron has proven that logic to be completely moot. Because yeah. if you're you're wearing a mask, you're vaccinated, you're boosted, you just caught COVID and you gave it to your fucking mom. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> like now. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um so i'm just sick of it dude and yeah. everyone who's maintaining that like level of like serious paranoia you all guys all of you make a full living sitting in your living room you're not fucking covered exactly. in strangers hair to make your living So yeah. it's a different situation I, people like me have to come to a different understanding of covid just to feel comfortable yeah. being at work and i think a lot of people don't give credit uh, like that mm. they don't think like oh shit like you actually have to go be around people yeah to make your living um
0: no i literally know people that haven't haven't left since covid started
2: yeah i know people who haven't gone to the grocery store that's i know crazy. people who haven't eaten indoors yet and that's fine yeah but you're sitting in my barber chair like i didn't like i'm not covered in fucking stranger's hair like i haven't been here for two years yeah. getting sneezed on by four-year-olds yeah yeah like i don't know i just don't it's like that to be able to have not eaten indoors and not gone to a grocery store. All that means is you've paid somebody on the poverty line to go to the grocery store on your behalf and assume yeah. that risk on your behalf. Yeah. So I don't really think that <laughs> makes you better. <laughs> I think funny. that makes you privileged. Yeah. That's Some great. of us can't afford
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I, I mean, you've, you've driven probably for Uber and like you said, so you've, you've yeah, been yeah, through I that.
2: Shit. I, I, I was driven, driving for Lyft before Uber was even in LA. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Any crazy experiences with that?
2: Yeah, I can't remember.
0: Nobody like puking in your car or anything. Yeah, I
2: had a few of those. Oh man, a few people puking.
0: I couldn't do that. See, I do Uber Eats sometimes just to like put gas in my tank, but I would never like have anybody in my car, there's no way.
2: Yeah, we're I just so desperate for money back then. Yeah, you just do anything for money.
0: No, for sure. What was it like getting to play Warp Tour?
2: That was fun, it was a good one. I mean, it's kind of like living in Groundhog's Day. You fucking like yeah. So you just like, wake up and you have the exact same agenda. You get mm-hmm. out of this bus that's the same and you're in this like fucking field and you don't know yeah. what anything is. So you got to like go find where the water is. You got to go find where the showers are, where, where your stage is, where your merch is. And then you, well, even what time you play changes every day. And then you figure all that shit out. You execute the day. And you fucking party, yeah. Then you got on the bus, and then you wake up, and you're in this fucking new parking lot. You don't know yeah. where this fucking maddening. With the times, times
0: like con- constantly changing, do you guys prefer playing earlier in the day or later?
2: Earlier, just because I, I just I smoked a fucking inordinate amount of weed back then. Yeah, so I could at least like hold off my heavy smoking. Just Did like up. a fat
0: rail on the concrete? <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of blows. <laughs> But that's Yeah. How big of a joke was that truth truck?
2: Oh fuck them. Yeah, I mean that'd be really why I talk to them. truth is a fucking total sham. That's yeah, everybody. Yeah. That's you know how that whole thing works, right? How that's yeah the federal government demanding that Tobacco companies like invest X amount of money into like anti smoking like material, so that's what truth is, and Mm -hmm. so they just like turn it into like a lifestyle brand, and then yeah,
0: and most people that worked for them actually smoked.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they just it was was a joke. It was just it was there. It was like it had no purpose it was like it only hemorrhaged money by definition (laughs) yeah like it didn't have to make money it didn't have to do anything it just was there it was just this like glob yeah and just as long as someone was like don't smoke it like existed and yeah yeah we caught the dude like making like like fat shaming people yeah and like we heard him say the f word and we yeah i think tim put him up against the truck Oh, nice! And then basically almost beat the shit out of the dude. And then we almost got kicked off Warped Tour by Kevin Lyman. And we're like, "You're yeah. gonna kick us off Warped Tour because the Truth Truck, like, like called the kid the F." Yeah, it, I can the but, but you know. Yeah, and we was beat. Like he's like, "How's that gonna work out for you?" Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be worse.
0: No, but your merch guy like tweeted something, and then they kind of like started talking shit or something.
2: Yeah, it got bad.
0: It's crazy. Um. Do you have any other other crazy or funny tour stories?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I can't. I'd have to, to like, yeah, shit. I'd have to like. Yeah, you have to extract them. Yeah.
0: What about Newfound Glory? Anything with them? Good people. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I'm going to be honest, as much as I love the band name Fireworks, you guys have one of the undeniably worst searchable band names out there. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah.
0: I'll I'll be looking up your name and all I see is like fireworks displays. (laughs) Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, Only if I put like fireworks band, does that change things? Was was there ever like some regret when this reality was realized?
2: Absolutely. I mean, there was a time where actually we got to pretty much the top of like the Google search thing, (laughs) where like if you searched fireworks we were at least come up in like the first page yeah yeah and then katie perry dropped that song firework oh and she booted completely you. fucking buried us And oh, man you know, there's no coming back after that so it literally changed the way i even thought about naming anything
0: yeah um thanks a lot katie Go- perry. Go-
2: yeah so for all you young musicians man if you're trying to name a band google ability is hands on the most important thing
0: yeah Damn. i remember when katie perry was on warped i was there that year 2008 and she used to like stage dive. She's cool, man. <laughs> she was pretty cool then, <laughs> but she's still pretty cool. Yeah. Um, pretty amazing to see any, any warped Tour to band or anything like just get that big. Um, but I noticed somebody uploaded your demo to YouTube just three weeks ago, the fireworks demo. No shit. Yeah. So, so it's
2: got all of 11 plays.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's got like hardly any any listens. Um <laughs> yeah, but it's a pretty it. <laughs> It's pretty epic early material if anybody wants to go check that out. Yeah.
2: Proggy but, uh, Midwest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> proggy. Um say so, do you ever go back and listen to your own music or do you consider that kind of a whack thing to do?
2: Uh yeah, there's no masturbation like listening to your own music. Yeah. It is anyone who records music that I know, we all talk about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um but I, I obsessively listen to like what I've just recorded, so right now I know I listen to yeah. super gloom like yeah. every other day. Gosh. Um, I think there's a weird thing too for me where there's this excitement of it, and I need the shine to kind of wear off mm-hmm. of it before I can start actually picking it apart and yeah. like let it, it go. Yeah, so I have to like listen to it enough times for me to like get over it. Yeah. Um, and the the better i think it is the longer that fucking takes uh but yeah so like in a weird way i think there's like this weird catharsis to it where i'm trying to like listen to it to like get it get so over it that i can be like oh, i should have done that mm-hmm. shouldn't have done that that's fucking dumb and then the next time i record i'm going in with new uh a new standard for myself mm-hmm. but yeah and then it's yeah with fireworks it's, it's different because it's been so long mm-hmm. but yeah, it's nice to go back and impress yourself. You're like, I was a fucking
0: yeah, you're a rock star.
2: I was just good at guitar. I was yeah. a better guitar back then than I was now. Really? Yeah, you lose it, man. You lose your chops. I mean, I I played differently now. Like I was always um, having to, you know, Dave wrote a lot of those riffs, so I was always yeah, playing yeah. like being being elevated in my playing,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: then I would elaborate on top and then make it kind of my own.
0: So if he wrote it, did he just like send you tabs, kind of thing?
2: No, I mean we would dave i've never met anyone that has a relationship to music like dave he's yeah there's no delay between what he hears in his brain and what he's playing
3: yeah
2: but he's he'll sit there and rewrite the same riff just like he'll make never play the same thing well, no offense Dave, but not always make it better he's constantly elaborating because he's like so hyper creative that yeah. he never he doesn't like the honing stage doesn't come as naturally to him, yeah. So he'll just stay in this creative state where he's constantly elaborating, yeah. Um, and that you know, elaboration doesn't equal better mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. can, you can pick something apart. So a lot of times, that was like me and Chris's job was just kind of hone his like crazy you know <laughs> brain man. Yeah. Um, but it challenged. Me. Like I became such a better guitar player from playing with him yeah for sure um but yeah, he's an unbelievable guitar player
0: so i always end this on a bullshit speed round i ask a lot of bullshit questions and you give me your best answer all uh, right so what's your favorite fireworks song
2: uh arrows really i got my solo dude
0: yeah that's true uh craziest thing you've witnessed while living in los angeles <laughs> oh,
2: <man>. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck
0: I'm looking for the crazy stuff.
2: I know, but all I'm thinking about (laughs) is like homeless people's assholes while turds are coming out of them. You know, straight there. But Uh, there's so much weirder shit.
0: Yeah, I just saw that yesterday.
2: (laughs) I see like homeless assholes. All the time. Like once a week.
0: (laughs) Even in Redondo?
2: uh it seems like that's a yeah, nicer no, not, in dondo, not in dondo you get pulled over for having like a fucking dirty shirt <laughs>
0: Don, dondo,
2: <laughs> man. but i work in westchester so we're chasing schizophrenics out with fucking tasers like every week man. <laughs> so funny. it's crazy
0: grape jelly or strawberry jelly
2: uh strawberry
0: uh favorite fireworks record
2: gospel ah bonfires
0: Re- oh yeah I- I guess I that. a
2: record's EP, but...
0: that's one of my favorite eps too
2: yeah
0: super good uh, the greatest food of all time. Sushi. Really?
2: Or just like like demographic of food or like just your food, f- food.
0: Yeah, food, food.
2: Uni. Uni. Sea urchin.
0: <laughs> Most embarrassing moment.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Probably something I said on this podcast. Yeah, probably this podcast. Yeah. Like when I get <laughs> inevitably canceled for being an anti-vaxxer who's vaccinated.
0: <laughs> um, best place to get pizza in Detroit.
2: Buddies. Buddies, okay. Yeah. The original. Favorite movie. Favorite movie? Pulp fiction.
0: Hell yeah. Most fish you caught in a single fishing trip.
2: <laughs> Trying to get me arrested, dog? Yeah. <laughs> shit, man.
0: You don't have to say where it was.
2: Uh fuck. Probably at least a hundred. Holy uh, shit. Amazing. open CUDA bite. Yeah, you're looking like yeah. 100 150 CUDA. <laughs>
0: Is that just like a huge gnat catching them or?
2: No. Nah, fucking just... dead. Hook and line, dude. Amazing. Wow. Barracuda nuts. And Bonita.
0: Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> the greatest show you ever played.
2: Mm. I played a newfound glory show mm-hmm. in Australia the first time we were there. There was like 3,000 people indoors. And it was. Like, you know,
0: yeah, when they first brought you out. That oh, right? was the
2: coolest thing I've ever done, I think, in my life.
0: Yeah. Um, what's the last item you threw at somebody?
2: Through at somebody,
0: yeah.
2: I don't know, it's probably Kyle. We gotta call him. Really, a lot.
0: We actually asked him the same question. I can't remember what he said though. He bring me up, probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, You probably threw like a comb at somebody.
2: Yeah, I've thrown some shit at people, man. i would like, like, like my own shit. Anything. Yeah, oh yeah, it was my own shit. Yeah, like a muggy.
0: And speaking of favorite quality of Kyle O'Neill,
2: <laughs> favorite uh, he is. He has the. He is as loyal as a golden retriever. It yeah. does not matter how shitty, <laughs> or dark, or jaded of a human you become, Kyle will always be there.
0: Yeah, he's got that spunk. If you,
2: if you, if you enter family status with Kyle, that's it. Mm-hmm. So i I have entered a lot of dark places in my life, and Kyle's always been there to fish me out. So
0: yeah. Best board game.
2: Best board game. Board yeah. games are for losers, man. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah. Fuck board games. <laughs> no.
2: Shoots and ladders. Okay. No, candy Candyman. Candyman?
0: Or Candyland. Candyland. Oh.
2: Candyland. Yeah, dude. Let's play Candyland.
0: <laughs> Had you ever gotten detention in high school? and what for?
2: Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't know. Getting in fights that I lost. Uh, getting arrested for fucking weed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One time. Good one. The fr- I got saturday detention which was the first saturday detention that they held at stevenson high school and i was there and an old friend of mine, Zach swim mm-hmm. was in there too and i was like oh what are you in here for and and then he was like because i died i was like what <laughs> and what happened is he you know how winters are yeah. so this is like january or something fucking like a foot and a half of snow on the ground and it was a woods and a creek that ran right next adjacent to our high school. And they had him and some fucking idiots skipped school and they were just, you know, drinking like a fifth of like oh, vodka God. or something. Or high school kids. So it's like, you know, you have a you have a bottle, you drink it. It's yeah. done. And so they got like blackout drunk, and they were crossing the creek, like hopping on these rocks that yeah. were exposed, and he slipped fucking hit his head on the rock knocked himself out but his head was up above the water and the kid freaked out and ran back into school went back to class left him in the fucking water like that and he's sitting there and he told somebody and they're Uh. like he's in the creek right now like yeah and the kid luckily got up and told the teacher yeah because he was like, if this is if this is real, and you can tell this kid was like, wasted. Yeah, yeah. And they went and fucking caught him. He's hypothermic. They brought him in. They had to fucking shock him back to life. No way. And then they gave him Saturday detention
0: for skimming school. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like the winter or something, or was it was just really cold. Or? Yeah, it was winter. What Fucked, the fuck?
2: Snow on the floor, on the ground. He oh. Fell in a creek. <laughs> Dumbass kid left him there. That's
0: amazing. Yeah. Shout out to Zach swim. Do you still talk to him?
2: Yeah, he's a psycho. Love you, All my best <laughs> friends.
0: Oh man, what's something you're best at that no one can beat you in?
2: <laughs> uh table shuffleboard.
0: Ooh, I love that. I like got bars and stuff. Yeah, Oof. that
2: is my. That is like the only bar game I'm good at.
0: I love playing that. We actually have that very back here. Uh guilty pleasure artist.
2: Artist and like musician? Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Katy Perry. She's up there, man. No joke. Really? Friday? Holy shit. I'll go. let's go, Katy Perry. Oh, yeah. That's an easy out.
0: <laughs> Some of your most enjoyed hobbies:
2: fishing, fishing, guitar, spear fishing, <laughs> cutting hair. <laughs> That's, That's all I do, dude. It's like kill fish, eat fish, all cooking. Yeah. Cook oh, yeah. Fish. I was going to say, you're good at cooking. I cook fish. Yeah. I cut hair. and I play guitar. I write songs.
0: Are you good at cooking like steak?
2: Yeah, stupid good Hell yeah I can't go to steakhouses Unless they Like
0: they If don't I don't spend like
2: 150 bucks on a steak I like oh,
0: this sucks. Yeah, I just tweak out uh, The last time you puked And what caused it?
2: Oh, fuck Uh COVID <laughs>
0: <laughs> Really?
2: No, nah, COVID COVID was nothing oh, I was gonna say uh, Dude, booze Booze makes me puke Yeah I have a fucking I have a horrible relationship With alcohol
0: Yeah Just got to know your limit Yeah Favorite place to get food on tour
2: Taco Bell, dude. Really? Yeah, dirty.
0: Biggest regret. You don't want it <laughs> up. Like, You don't want <laughs> oh,
2: Probably, probably, uh, probably being so self-involved that I couldn't uh be more involved in fireworks. I was very selfish back then. Yeah. I still am, but mm-hmm. I'm more aware of it now. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I like alienated myself out of that band.
0: <laughs>
2: creatively.
0: <laughs> What's a nickname you've gone by at one point in your life?
2: BJ, baby.
0: Real, whoa! Yeah. Why? Why is that? It's my initials. Oh, okay.
2: And blowjob's kind of funny. <laughs> That's why I was
0: thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> what are you most proud of?
2: I'm most proud of? I just, I don't know, man. I'm not a very <laughs> proud person, This, <man>. yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Music, I guess. Yeah
2: i don't know i think if you're too proud you don't fucking progress so I that's i think true. like the most damaged people are the best at everything because they fucking
0: yeah no i see it. that yeah
2: if you think you nailed it it's fucking
0: influencers it's over for you
2: <laughs> if you ever walk away like fuck yeah, nailed it like you yeah that means you've stopped progressing
0: yeah you ever see those like social media influencers that walk around and they're just oh, like dude, filming I, themselves I can't take it that's like I as proud as you take can it. be I can't take it. <laughs> I hate it man so where can your fans find you
2: I don't have fans, but if anyone's curious, super gloom yes, like super Bloom, who with a G uh be up in a couple weeks on Spotify, right there next to joe rogan yeah and and uh gonna take up uh Neil Young's voice,
0: yeah <laughs>
2: uh anywhere you stream music, man
0: are you gonna play any shows in l a think soon
2: yeah, probably uh my buddy uh my buddy uh pelletier mm-hmm. he does uh that back in the garage thing he's a really really talented artist but he's he's starting to do a a show of all the, with all the people that have been down the back in the garage thing mm-hmm. um so i'll probably do some shit mm-hmm. and then uh, i got some people that want to play with me but huh? i don't know if uh they all have patience
0: yeah sounds <laughs> do good to deal with me yeah, you're probably going to hate it anyway because you don't like playing.
2: I'm a fucking control freak, dude.
0: You're going to be like, ah.
2: I'm a control freak. <laughs> and, I, and I get down on myself, and then I take it out on the people that
0: are closest <laughs> <Yeah>. to me. <laughs> Will I see you at Kyle's comedy show on the 20th?
2: He did not invite me to shit.
0: Yeah, he's doing a comedy show. I'm like, I got to see that.
2: The 20th of February? Yeah. What day of the week is that?
0: I think it's Sunday. So yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wait, oh.
2: is that this Sunday?
0: Is it? Oh, yeah. It's like a week from now. Shit. No, nah, I'll be in Detroit. Really? What are you doing there?
2: I'm visiting the fam. Chilling. Gotta go wipe ass, man.
0: Nice. Is it easy to get out of your job for like a little bit? They cool with that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I can I can basically do whatever I want, but I I don't I'm a workaholic. I need to be busy. Otherwise, I just fucking go nuts. Drink myself into a stupor.
0: Yeah, that's smart. Well, thank you so much for doing this, man. You're just fucking awesome. Looking forward to more super gloom, and can't wait to see what people how people react to that. Cool, man. Super awesome, Yeah, this was fun. Appreciate you. Hell yeah. Well, till next time.
2: I will be talking to you.
0: Hell yeah. Oh yeah, you're gonna be cutting my hair. Hopefully in like a couple weeks. <laughs> well,
2: not, not this weekend.
0: Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get back. <laughs>